Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Christ for Culture. We're looking forward to getting to know all of you guys and building a community. And so on this podcast, we're just going to be talking about real life topics. So we're going to be talking about relationship with God. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, anxiety, you know, just a plethora of things. So tune in. And also we filmed an introduction video. So you can actually pause this video right now and go look at yes. that. You get a full background on all of us, why we decided to start this and then tune back into this one. When it comes to forgiveness, mm -hmm. Is there a place where we don't get to where we we don't get to that place anymore where we like have unforgiveness in our hearts? So, mm -hmm. for instance, is it mm -hmm. is there a place you should get to where as soon as somebody do something, you should let it go right then and there? Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned earlier, I think it's like the maturity level. Um, so you have to grow to that, even though, you know, God softened my heart to be able to forgive this certain person. It was still a process for me for little things like, dang, that hurt me, or it's like offending me or something of that mm -hmm. nature. Like, and at that moment, you have a choice whether or not to let that go. I, I believe when you get to that certain level in Christ, um, but it also depends on the situation because we're all human. Things are gonna happen, they're gonna offend us. We're gonna have to take it in prayer. Um, so we're not, I, I think the enemy tries to play on our mind when it comes to, oh, they did this to you and you may have already let it go you ha may have already forgiven that person, but I think we just have to be conscious and aware of not allowing those things to affect us like internally in our heart. And so I think, I think you can grow to that certain level, but every season of life is different. You're going to have harder times. You're going to have to each season deeper. Is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Each season is different. So you got to grow with the season. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say to that, um, I think I agree. I think that um, I personally do think that you get to a season of where forgiveness is way more easier. Mm -hmm. um, the act of forgiving and letting it go. Mm -hmm. I believe that you get to that season. Again, I do believe that's maturity and that's growth in Christ. Um, not just with age and wisdom, but it has to be growth in Christ because because forgiveness, like he forgives, is a supernatural thing. Right. Um, and so for in order for us to have that, we do have to mature in Christ. However, I will say that you may forgive, speaking from experience, but there may be residue from the trauma oh, or from the incident. Yeah, so you may walk away with trust issues. You may walk mm -hmm. away with um, barriers with that person. You may have forgiven them. But you may not fully trust them. That part. Yeah. And then and then down the line, like you let it go. But then at least for me, there's been times where I'm like, okay, Lord, I love this person. And I know I've let it go. But this sometimes it <laughs> something right here doesn't feel right in how I feel about this person. But you have to be honest with God. Like everybody's talking about this right here doesn't feel right. I don't want to feel that way. This is ugly in my emotions. I don't like the way that I react or I don't like the way that I feel on the inside when such and such does this. I've forgiven them such and such years ago, but I don't like the way I feel when this happens. So what's this about, God? 
And then I talk it through with him. Can you clean it out of me? Well, yes, I'll clean it out of you, Don. But let's talk about why you feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like it, it's, it is a process. I believe the forgiveness can be way quicker. But I think you actively, in order to maintain us as humans, because we are still humans, you have to continue when you feel something towards a person or if you see the residue of certain things that you have to be intentional to continue, continue to bring that before the Lord or else I believe that you can possibly revert back to maybe picking up some unforgiveness Mm -hmm. in your heart Mm -hmm. unintentionally if you don't deal with the residue. Mm, That's good. Yeah. And kind of just to add to what Don said, I'm going to use, clearly I'm using a lot of examples in in this specific meeting, but (laughs) I'm going to use work as an example because I noticed that if I can recognize in the moment that I'm offended, then that helps me to address whether or not like I have some unforgiveness in my heart towards a certain person quicker. Because sometimes I feel like it's a journey to realize you even need to forgive someone. Yeah, Yeah, or that you've been offended. Yeah, so. That's, that to to be able to recognize that though. See, and like like y'all were saying, Mm -hmm. you have to grow to that, like to be able to recognize it. Right. And like that's God has to open your eyes and you have to grow in him in order to realize, hey, I need to I, I need to forgive him. I need to I realize this is even to want to recognize. it, Right. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it, yeah, exactly. But this is the other thing, too. This is the other side of it. We would need to forgive some things if we weren't so offended. Mm, that's that's a whole nother thing mm-hmm. which is uh, which <laughs> is something that's what i was thinking josh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so a that's some... a whole nother thing yeah, yeah that <laughs> that's something that's a whole nother part mm-hmm. of it to where hey this is a inventory thing this is a, this is something inside of me mm-hmm. that needs to grow because if i if i correct myself yeah. it's like a reflection it's gonna mm-hmm. come and bounce back off yeah. Which I won't have to unforgive right. because it ain't it's not touching me. It's not yes. you see what I'm saying? So exactly. true. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't realize like in those little moments where it's just like at work or whatever. You know, I'll use work as an example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably all use work as an yeah. example. <laughs> Some of mine are from work. So. All right. But it's just like these little like um like daggers or you know like Mm -hmm. little like hits you know it's just like you take and it's just like oh i didn't like that i didn't like that you know what i'm saying but you don't realize that if you don't address it in that moment at least for myself you know it's just like it's gonna keep like collecting it's gonna keep collecting into something bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger (laughs) and so that's something that i really love our mom for because she's the one that really really brought to light offense to us yeah she's like you cannot hold on to offense Mm -hmm. you have to let it go yes and obviously it's like, because like, I think Don, you said just like, you may not even want to, you know, like mm-hmm. hold on to that because you can feel like sometimes justified, like, you know, like exactly. in your anger. offense or in your anger, mm-hmm. you know, right. like, no, they wrong me, you know? So I'm, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's like, but you don't realize the monster that you're creating or that can be manifested. Right from mm, that you know by good. holding on to like those deposits of offense so that's it's so like good. just asking the lord it's just like lord help me to release or to be aware of when i'm offended so that i can release it to you to that let is. it go 
you know, like in that moment. So and that that monster you yeah. that monster you're creating is that's a that's another part of you. That's a you that you're creating. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Like so you you're yeah. making this person, you're making this, you know, you it's like it's like it's because it's pride. So yeah. you know, you, you get offended because you got pride. And so mm-hmm. you don't think this should be, they shouldn't say this to me. They shouldn't do that to me. I'm this person. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. Not all the time, but I'm saying that a lot of times that's, done that's this right. Yeah, I've done this. Yeah. I've done that. And a lot of us mm-hmm. pride. Mm-hmm. And so you built this, this part up in you like, oh, I'm here. But really God wants you to be around here. Mm-hmm. Cause how right. can you reach somebody when you ain't right here? Yeah. yeah. They, they looking at you like, oh man, this person think they all that, but he wants you right here. Humbled. Mm-hmm. And that way mm-hmm. all the other stuff will be, deflected off you and you ain't got to build all that build all that up and you know it just makes it so much easier yeah would you guys say like on the contrast to that like so yeah pride and this person is this and that person is that but what about somebody that has a victim mentality or a victim mindset if you identify for those that that maybe don't struggle with pride but maybe they struggle more with like being victimized Mm -hmm. how do you how do you work through that with this, with being offended and I, I, to be honest, the person is just victimized. I mean, there's so many aspects that can go into that. I mean, which, yeah, which yeah, a lot yeah. of things, trauma, you know, you, yeah, stuff, you got trauma, yeah. all that stuff that mm-hmm. happens, but when it all comes down to it, um, you know, it, it just depends on the person, like all this, it just depends. Is this person in Christ? Is this, you know, because when the world does something to us, you know, Jesus told us to pray, pray for those that continue to do us wrong, harm. He said, continue to just pray for them. Right. Um, so we're not, we're not expecting the world to do us, you know, any justice or, you know, treat us a certain way. We know that's what they're going to do. Right. But when you talk about those that are, you know, if, if we're talking about those that are in relationships, like those that are in, in Christ, we, I mean, we do deal with some of that with people, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't be like that all the time. Right. They should be, they should be normally walking, you know, like how we walking. Um, but in common relationships, like family members, those that they might not be in God, but those are ones you you deal with all the time, like work or whatever. Um, the way we handle that is we victimize a victimized person victimized mentality is it's just selfishness and when it all really comes down to it because you know they're like kellen was saying they're trying to protect themselves or something something mm-hmm. trauma that happened um they want to they want to mm-hmm. they think it's about them because you know hey this happened to me i gotta make sure i'm the number one person that's taken care of mm-hmm. and they'll sabotage anything around them to make sure that that is taken care of and so yeah. a person like that mm-hmm. um it's kind of it's kind of the same way same thing we do we pray right and as long as we're built up in our in our most holy faith and we are um we don't have any pride in us and we make sure we're humble that shouldn't that shouldn't phase us but you know that like you said we got to grow we got to grow and we got to get to that level to where yeah we can stay there mm-hmm. and identify that you feel that you have a victimized mindset, right? Like, mm-hmm. if that's you, yeah. then 
Do I always feel like, woe is me? Do I always feel like I got to fight to fight or flight? Do I always feel like um, everybody's doing me wrong all the time? Do I see myself? So I think, you know, part of that is you got to identify that you have that mindset. And then, like you said, Josh, like, whether intentionally or not, it's unfortunately a selfish mindset. Right. Um, but I think you have to work through why you have that mindset so that you can get healed, so that you can no longer be so selfish. Right. Yeah. right. And just speaking from personal experience, um, obviously, I think everybody knows that I've dealt with some trauma in my life. And I actually developed that victim mentality where I was that person. Um, I would sabotage relationships um, and then just try to protect my heart because I didn't want to experience any type of pain or any type of hurt. And so how the Lord dealt with me is just, I, I also had other people praying for me. So that's a, that's a good thing. Continue to pray. Those who see that person in that victim mentality, it's important that you continue to pray and guard your heart. So you're not offended by their actions towards you. And so how God deals with the, the victim mentality, you really have to humble yourself because it is all about you. You become selfish. Well, they did this and they did that. And it's your perception is twisted. So he has to heal whatever hurt is there first. And then he has to deal with the, the layers of it all. It's like peeling an onion. Like he has to go deeper, but you also have to be humble and sensitive to him mm -hmm. and to be able to take those steps towards healing. So you can see yourself and that you can allow God to heal you deeper, cleanse you of all that offense and all the hurt, all the pain, and all of that good stuff. So mm, that's good. That willingness to see yourself is, I think is one of the most important parts of it because um, I just, I feel like those who do get into that mentality and start to sabotage certain things, they don't want to feel like it's their fault or feel like, you know, I'm the problem. And like Jazz said with, you know, digging deeper and allowing God to pull back those layers. It's going to hurt. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to feel good. So allowing yourself to, you know, feel that pain and to allow the Lord to reveal those things to you, I think is a, is a huge, mm -hmm. huge part of the, the healing for yourself. And then in the process of healing yourself, it's going to, you know, heal those broken relationships that you may have sabotaged or, you know, different relationships that God may bring into you, to your life, like later on down the line. So a question, if one person, like, cause this is something that you, we may have to deal with as well. If we got, we got three friends, right? And what if we, you know, cause we, we're, we have relationships with all, with both of them. If we got one friend that's a, has a victimized mentality and we got one friend that is, you know, that has all type of pride and, and, and just, <laughs> It's all about them and how do we Sounds be the mediator tragic. right how how do because <laughs> how do we keep that relationship you know what i mean so like how we because because a lot of times a lot of times we go through relationships where we got like two friends and you're in the, you're the mediator trying to make sure the friends and then somebody say hey hey this person man they make me upset and they do this and they do that and you trying to tell them hey man it's okay and then the other person come talk to you and lord how <laughs> cuz we talking about we talking about <laughs> we talking about healing broken yeah, relationships that's real though yeah. and a lot of that's times real. a lot of times we're in the middle of it and sometimes we can be the ones broken off from 
everybody else. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kellen. <laughs> I think when you end up in a mediator situation, I think it's also important to consistently check in with God and ask him, do you want me to do this? Mm, yeah. I think sometimes we, because we're the person in the middle and we want the relationship to be good between the two parties that are next to you. It's like your own emotion is getting wrapped up in it yeah. when maybe you aren't supposed to be the person to do That's that. Yeah. 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 And it's draining. yeah, and that could be draining for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's and good. if you can't like in that point, if you can't be objective, if you're a mediator and you cannot be objective, take yourself out of the mediating mm -hmm. role. If you're more so prone to side with one over the other, take yourself out of that role. Um, unless God is like, okay, you might side with that person, but you need to hear this person more mm. and you need to pour into both equally but like what you're saying is like you do need to check in with god because everybody's not called to mediate absolutely they're not we're not called everybody's not called to mediate not for every situation at least um i think you have to be equipped for that and at least like so for me for example if i do feel like i need to if I do feel like I am in a in that position, right, then I know like with God, it's like a constant thing to not insert too much of personal opinion, um, right. but to just be honest about whatever that person is saying to me, both mm -hmm. parties. So like, I think this is wrong in you and not really talking about the other person, like, okay, I understand this part, but I think for you, you can do this different. Mm -hmm. And hear both parties, but trying to make sure I'm addressing both parties with them where they can grow. Because you can get into a whole messy situation of where it's he say, she say, and all of a right. sudden they're using your words against the other person. Yeah. <laughs> For saying, well, they said this about you. Absolutely. Actually, I was talking about you. Um, when I talk to you, I'm talking to you about you. Yeah. So it's like you have to know the people you're working with, too, like the people that you are mediating between. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. I think that like what you're saying is like because that can go start going into gossip and mm. what's the best, right. you know um and so we definitely definitely want to be careful <laughs> and just like make sure that we're seeking wisdom from the lord and like discernment when it comes to situations like that yeah and and i bring that up too and that's a good point about the gossiping and stuff because you know we got family members so we're close with you know everybody and that's how relationships, you know, you got a relationship and you, somebody else's relationship and you guys are all one, you know, you guys have a friend group or whatever, like how we do. And those are things that we go through. And there's, you know, those are things we got to watch out for because, you know, when we're healing, um, we're talking about relationships, then a healing process, um, you know, it can affect other ones. So we just, like you're saying, we just got to be careful on how we're um, dealing with that. Yeah. And I would say too, I guess, in my opinion, y'all could tell me I'm wrong, but this is my honest opinion. So I feel like if <laughs> you're saying something to me about somebody else, I need to feel confident that you're going to say that to that person too. Mm. So whatever you're saying to me, you need to be able to say it to that person's face. Right. That's how I live my life. At least like my objective is if I'm saying something about somebody, I've either said it to them already or I'm not afraid to say it to them if I'm asked about it. Yeah. So if whatever I'm saying to you or whatever you're saying to that person, you have to be confident enough to say that you would be able to say that to that person's face too. And I think that also helps clarify gossip in my opinion oh, because yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not going to say something 
off the wall to somebody about somebody if you're not going to say that to their, to their face because mm-hmm. that there's like some lie into that or there's some bias yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least for me, that helps me with like clarifying if I'm in a situation of, is this gossip? Or am mm-hmm. I saying something that's factual, truthful that I would say to that person or have I said it already? Right. Yeah. And is it beneficial to the situation? Right. Mm-hmm. It helps you rethink. It helps you yeah. pause, you know, mm-hmm. like take a minute. Be like, okay, hold on. Maybe this isn't, I don't need to say this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Feeling this way, but it's probably just me speaking out of emotion and I don't actually mm-hmm. need to say this. Right. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> I totally agree with that. However, I do feel like there are certain situations where, and it kind of depends on the, the person and their, you know, level spiritually, but, you know, you can't go to a person that you might see kind of, slipping or going through certain things and you go to someone that's you know it's like well i think we need to pray for such and such Mm -hmm. and then you actually do pray yeah but you may not feel led to specifically say that to that person Mm -hmm. because you don't want to hinder them or push them away because they may take it you know they can't receive it in that season right there might be a season where you can speak it to them wisdom yeah yeah. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's good. That's real good. You wisdom. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely layers to it. I completely there's a lot of layers. Yeah, yeah. different situations. I completely yeah. agree. Man, y'all, y'all have touched on a good lot there, and and from what I'm hearing from all of you, when it comes to kind of how God can heal key things for healthy relationships, a lot of it seems to stem around humility, mm-hmm. honesty. I would say, you know, respect, uh, maturity as well. And kind of what I'm kind of gathering from all of you is a lot of this seems to stem around admittance, admitting that you feel some type of way, admitting that you need, you know, there's something wrong, admitting that in order to get to a certain point in this relationship, you have to get to pass certain things. You have to go to the Lord to get healing on certain things. Why is it so hard to admit? at times like i can kind of speak for myself like kind of again being saved in the in the gradual stage of kind of getting to where i'm at now there was a lot of times where it just was hard to just admit to certain things even though like in the back of my mind i knew i shouldn't be feeling this way or shouldn't be doing certain things or thinking certain things but yet it still was hard for me to even admit that the healing was right there the the growth was right there but i didn't want to admit it why is that hard for us to do pride definitely pride and i think it's uh, yeah i think it's yeah a a tactic from the enemy to be honest because i feel like once you do admit it because the lord says for us to confess yes like we're supposed to confess our sins to him, of course, and then we're supposed to confess to one another. Mm, so mm. that, you know, they can pray for us and pray with us. And I, when you don't admit your flaws or your faults, it, it's kind of like keeping you in a cage. Like mm. it keeps you bound up to those, you know, those things that you don't want to admit. And I, I, I really, I feel like it's the enemy wants us to feel ashamed. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> we don't want to touch on that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to shed light on you know what we may have done wrong and it's so funny because for me i'll just speak for me personally it's not hard for me to admit to god like i will pour it all out lay it all on the table with him but to other people i'm not, not 
No, I told it to God. I don't got to tell it to you. Mm. (laughs) And that's, I mean, and that's the wrong mentality. So I will own up to that, but I'm also being very transparent. That's, Mm. that's, that's my go-to. Like I've already, me and God got this. Mm. Yeah. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) But the scripture that Micaiah has said, confess to God, but there's an adjective and <laughs> I mean, not adjective conjunction, conjunction. <laughs> <laughs> and confess to one another. And it's yeah. that one another part that I think trips up a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And it's because of pride and mm-hmm. shame and tactics of the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I'll take my own advice maybe, but just think of how it's for me, it's so easy for me to confess to God it needs to be that easy for me to confess to somebody else. Mm. Yeah. Because really, I think that's the application of where the humility actually comes into play, Um, at least in my mind, because when you admit it to God, that is a big step. But at the same time, like, I mean, he's the all loving, sovereign creator that died on the cross for our sins. So most likely he tells he's going (laughs) to that conversation goes a little differently versus when you have to humble yourself to actually say it to another human being that's flawed, just like you, Mm -hmm. that may not accept you the same way that God accepted you and may not respond to you the exact same way that God responded to you. Um, so I think that's a different level of humility and application. I think that's the checks and balances that the scripture provides for us to make us wholly humble um, yeah. under the mighty hand of God. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even count like how many times where it's just like, I like was really pushed <laughs> by the Holy Spirit to open up to like one of my friends or, you know, like a mentor or whoever, you know, about something that I was dealing with. And Uh, like Shay, that's something that I've always struggled with too. You know, it's just like, well, even with opening up to God, honestly, for me, (laughs) but just open up in general. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so nine times out of 10, like whenever I would go and like confess, you know, to someone else, you know, of what I was struggling with, they were like, oh my goodness, Courtney, that's something that I struggle with too. And it's like, you can have that support from someone else. And like, it's like a freeing feeling. You're like, oh, that's, that's like a weight. And then because we are fallen being, you know, like we're, we're all, we're never going to be perfect. You know, we're always going to be, you know, like struggling with things like sinning and all of that. We need to have like accountability partners, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. Not something to be ashamed ashamed of because like if you look at it from the from the perspective of we're all flawed like we all have our things you know mm-hmm. that we deal with we struggle with um it's just like okay like i don't have anything to be ashamed about it's just like and i need someone we all need to be held accountable you know for mm-hmm. certain things and i remember like i'll listen to certain podcasts where there'll be um you know people talking about um, their accountability circle that they've created. And it's like a small, you know, like a small group of, you know, people like two or three or whatever, um, mm-hmm. who they literally confess, you know, everything and anything to. And it's just like when you have like those, like um, those measures put in place, um, it can really help you along your journey, like along your faith journey, like maturing and, you know, like not falling and things like that. Um, because you are being held accountable and it's in a loving way, you know, obviously, um, um, there is like, 
you know, like there's a time where we do need tough love. It's just like, all right, cool. Now you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Someone that you know cares about you. Who love loves you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like not someone who's judging exactly. you. Yeah. So right. we ask for the Lord for discernment and there okay, you, like, yeah. you should be confessing this too because right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. right, exactly. Like not everyone has good intentions for you, mm-hmm. you know, um, and can try to use it against you. So just seek the Lord and mm-hmm. and that group, you know, of people, yeah. you know, who you should be confessing to and talking to mm-hmm. and, you know, about mm-hmm. certain things. So that's good. That's, that's so really good. good. Yeah, you said a word there that um came to mind too is freeing. When you confess it to God, that's one step of freeing. But when you when you take that other step and confess it to somebody else, there's a a freeing dynamic there that doesn't allow shame to rest on you. Um, And I think that, and not that confessing to God is good enough. I mean, not good enough. I think it's, you know, clearly you should, right? Because that's the the key person you have to confess to. Um, But shame can still try to rest on you after you confess stuff to God. Mm -hmm. But it's something about taking the reins um, and the hand of the enemy off of you with shame when you confess it to another individual. Um, At that point, when you do it in the right spirit and humbly, it kind of just like it's freeing in a sense. Because I know for me, when I got to the point of um, saying that I'm just going to start telling them myself all the time. I mean, I've always been kind of open, but now I'll just be like, yeah, I watched this and I shouldn't have. Or yeah, I did this. Yeah, last week it was not a good week. And it's mm-hmm. like, but it got to the point where I was like, if I trust you, if you're in my circle and um, like you said, the accountability circle, I'm going to tell it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell it on myself because I want to be held accountable. And at this point, I there's, I mean, there's shame in the game because I shouldn't be doing that. However, mm-hmm. I want you to know so you could pray for me, hold me accountable. And the devil don't have no hand on my life in terms yeah. of holding me bound to that. Mm-hmm. A condemnation can't rest on me. I'm, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. I did this. I messed up. Moving on type of thing. And that became a game changer for me and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is when we do that, my bad, go ahead, Kai. (laughs) No, you're good. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just saying what we're doing is we're walking in the light as he is in the light. Mm -hmm. And that way you can have fellowship with him. And then also your, you know, those that you have in fellowship, you know, around you. Um, And that way there's no shame that can be involved because um, God has already, you already brought it to God. He brought it to those that are around you. And they're praying for you. Then you're also, mm-hmm. you're also um, helping those that may are struggling with the same thing, maybe struggling with the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. you don't know, you don't know what you're doing to them. They may be like, man, I didn't know she wanted. To. And they, you might be empowering them to be able to yeah. um, get through mm-hmm. and, and right. walk in the light and confess what they're going through. And and they may do it to somebody else, and you don't know how far along that'll go on. And who else, you know, who may be blessed right. by that. So I think we need to get away from having the mentality of all. Okay. So all we need is God, but (laughs) having the mentality of all I need is God and I don't need nobody else. Like God created us to be in community. Like he created us to, he said, Adam, it it was not good for Adam to be alone. And I know people use that for like marriage, but I mean, it goes the same way for friendships too. Mm. And I, God uses those around us to 
help us with different things. Like with the whole confessing to one another, he uses that to free us. Like, yes, we confess it to the Lord, but he also uses the people around you to set you free in those, um, you know, the shame mm-hmm. and different things like that. Yeah, the Lord can do it himself, but he uses others to do it too. And mm-hmm. I think people have to understand that and not to get into that isolated mindset. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and man, that, and that's so good, Kai. And that's, uh, um, uh, that leads to your testimony, you know? Um, so when you, when you confess to other ones, they, they see, they, they see what you're going through. And then when they see the victory, you know, cause a lot of times we'll, we'll, it's a process. So we'll, we'll admit, Hey, we're doing this. I'm doing that. I'm, you know, I confess this and then, you know, but they need to see you overcoming. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when they see, while they see you overcoming, while you're confessing, it gives them even more power and for them to help them what they're dealing with. And then it becomes a testimony. And I mean, then what we do is we go to the church and we testify what God has done for us. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's cause God said that, um, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the, uh, the, our, and our testimonies. Right. And so that's how we overcome. And that's, and that's our victory right there. So, you know, we do all mm-hmm. that and then we, we, we stay in the light with him and God will just continue to, you know, have us overcome and walk in, walk in victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really good guys. That was all around good stuff. I'm thankful for so many of you had shared so much, uh, this episode here, uh, any lasting words, any more, any last comments you want to make on, on, uh, with this, when it comes to relationships, anyone have anything more or last thing you want to say? I do. Um, I just, just going back to, I guess, kind of the victim mentality thing, just wanting to encourage people to, I hope y'all are okay with me sharing this because it kind of involves all of us, but like us as a group, um, I feel like we've been tried, like Mm. our relationships together. Like we've gone through a lot. We've had a lot of broken relationships in the group. Yeah, we've had Mm -hmm. a lot of broken relationships within our group. Um, We've gone through things that, you know, most people wouldn't even imagine us going through. And I think because we've allowed ourselves to be humbled and because we've allowed ourselves to, you know, go through the process of being healed in different ways, like it's brought us stronger. Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing to see how the Lord has divinely orchestrated this group and how he's brought us together and Mm -hmm. how he strengthened us, but it's only because of our obedience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, just wanting to, you know, throw that out there for anybody who is going through the whole victim mentality of feeling like, Oh, they did this to me or they, they did that to me and I can't forgive them for this and that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that's good. Just, you know, allow the Lord to, to deal with that. Yeah, with that, too, I want to say, like, for example, with this group, because we've all had like fractures in our relationships and our dynamic. A lot of us have some some significant ones in different ways. Um, But I want to say, like, with that, the healing process to overcome takes work with the humility 
You have to be intentional. Reach out to that person. Talk to that person. Have tough conversations with those people. Um, check your attitude consistently. Continue to look at the residue. Um, I I don't want to negate the fact that healing and restoring relationships, if they're, you know, God divine or ordained, um, and even if, you know, I won't say not God ordained, but if they're God ordained and you do think that you're supposed to be in those people's lives and you've experienced those significant or traumatic things um, in your relationship, you have to be intentional to work at it. Mm -hmm. Understand that it's going to hurt. Understand that there are times conversations may get ugly. Understand that you have to assess, like we've talked about yourself over and over and over again um, and give it time. Um, there's an awkward stage at times. <laughs> there's a, an intense um, distant stage at times, um, but, you know, lean into God and um, allow him to have his way it, and pray on it, though, because I think Kellen mentioned earlier, maybe God, maybe you're not supposed to have that relationship completely restored. Not all relationships are meant to be fully, you know, at full efficiency. You forgive them, move on. But if you prayed on it and you um, want to work at it and you believe that God wants to restore that, just just embrace for the ride, but understand that the um, fruit of that is significant and only God gets the glory out of that. And it's worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. and I thank God for this group. I thank God for where he's leading us. I thank God for where he brought us from. And again, I can't say it any better. And I hope this does touch you, the viewer and the listener as well. So, uh, for Kellen, Courtney, Micaiah, Dawn, Shay, Jazz, my man Josh, and myself, Kenton, I thank you again. Thank you for listening to another episode. Again, we got more coming, but we just thank you for being here. We hope you have a great and blessed day.